From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle Ray Ellis and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Yes, 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 I've been waiting all night. You're the rail of sports on the Voice America Network. I am live here in Tampa, Florida. And this is the place of which Super Bowl 43 will be played. Uh, Fan Man is not here with me today, but of course, you know, I always miss the number one co-host in the world. Uh, I don't know what happened to Fan Man. We got on the plane and, you know, uh, Fan Man saw a couple girls. The next thing I know, Fan Man was off the plane. So if, if somebody sees Fan Man, he, he, he's, he's missing. Uh, and I'm missing the number one co-host in the world. Please let him know that his microphone is right next to me. And I am waiting for him to come in and join the show. But we are having a wonderful time here in Tampa, Florida. As I said, we are here where the Super Bowl is going to be played, of course, tomorrow. We are broadcasting live from the Players Network event, uh, the great work of Guy Troop and Troop 21. Uh, We're actually here today because Guy hosts every year a live event Uh, particularly for players, current and retired players, who have decided that it's time for them to prepare themselves uh, for the transition of no longer playing professional football. And and Guy came on our show last week, and and I said to Guy, I said, Guy, you know, I I think it's a wonderful thing that you're doing. It's something that is very much needed. But it's got to be difficult. I mean, could you imagine if you were – an NFL coach, and you had players on your team that you're preparing them for the upcoming game and the upcoming season and the next season, and because you've made an investment in them, a long-term event, uh, that it's actually going to be uh, a long-term investment, and these guys are preparing for life after football. But uh, I've got a a fan here who wants to just say hello and – and tell me about his experience uh, here as well. How you doing there, young man? Hey, Ray, thanks for having me on the show. You know, uh, I'm a longtime listener of uh, Ray Ellis Sports and Fan Man, so definitely glad to be here in Tampa. Can't believe I ran into you over here. This is amazing. Well, I- I'm glad you're here, and this, it, this is an opportunity, I-, I would say, to many of you who are out there that would be interested in perhaps maybe uh, coming to the Player Network event. Uh, people come to the Player Network event for a couple different reasons. They come here because many of these uh, have corporate opportunities of which they're looking for people who have the characteristics that an athlete does to carry over into business. And uh, it, it's also an opportunity to meet players of which you, you see on the football field every day and uh, get an opportunity to rub shoulders with them and see that they're, they're normal people, they're, they're human beings, and even though they are part of fantasy football leagues, yeah, they're yeah. real people. Yeah, I agree. You know, and it's really good to see uh, everybody out here and uh, the support and everything that goes into all of these networking events and just uh, amazing products and different people. You know, uh, I- I'm overwhelmed. Well, <laughs> this young man, I saw him last night. 
uh, we happened to be out, and there was an opportunity for people again to have uh, the chance to to mingle with players. And uh, I'm gonna give a little plug. We were at the Hard Rock Cafe, and there were uh, a lot of people that were there. And I invited him, and he he had the opportunity to to come today. Uh, but the Hard Rock Cafe again last night. A lot of NFL players in town, uh, just relaxing and enjoying themselves. I couldn't believe the amount of people that were there. It was just it was it was it was crazy. And we, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I'm I'm from Phoenix now. I obviously live in Phoenix and uh, enjoying my retirement and my transition. And uh, it's it's been something that I think a lot of people have. Uh, had a chance to see in Phoenix, and that's what the Super Bowl is all about. But many people here in Tampa, and Tampa's had a couple. This is, I, I was at a Super Bowl years ago when the uh, Raiders, and, of course, Marcus Allen made that great run that we see time and time again. Uh, but Tampa's had a Super Bowl before. But a Super Bowl environment brings a new kind of energy to a city. Oh, definitely. I remember last year in Phoenix uh, how exciting that whole thing was. You know, got a new stadium over there. That's where I'm from. And, uh the atmosphere was just amazing all kinds of people everywhere and uh just just amazing atmosphere i mean it, it brings a whole another energy that uh you probably could never get anywhere else except for when there's a super bowl in town now it's it's coming back to me that's right you did tell me last night that you were from phoenix and so i believe that cards. you're a cardinal fan <laughs> oh yeah i'm uh, wearing the cardinal shirt right here and uh definitely a cardinals fan I'm waiting for uh, Larry Fitzgerald to uh, make lots of catches and uh, win a Super Bowl for us. Now, it's interesting you say that because obviously you're waiting for Larry Fitzgerald uh, to make a lot of catches and win the Super Bowl. Now, wouldn't you think that if you, and you're a fan, if you're waiting for Larry Fitzgerald to make a lot of catches, don't you think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are also prepared and waiting for Larry Fitzgerald yeah. You know, for the ball to come his way. So you think that'll be a successful plan? You know, I think uh, definitely Pittsburgh's defense is, you know, top notch, and they're definitely going to be looking for Fitz, uh, you know, down in the flat and all that. But, uh, you know, we got a couple of other offensive weapons, Anquan Bolden and uh, Breston, definitely make some catches. So we got two other receivers we can definitely go to uh, when, when Fitz is covered. Well, and one thing about it, I, I got to say this, and I'll be talking about, we're going to be on air for quite some time here today, and, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, though, different than the Philadelphia Eagles, the corners uh, that play for the Pittsburgh Steelers are not small men. They're bigger men, and it might be a little more difficult for them to make as many successful plays down the field and getting off the ball as easy as they did against the Philadelphia Eagles. So you might have to rely on, you know, on edge. And do you think edge could actually actually come through for you guys? You know, he. He's uh, been kind of on the sideline most of the year setting blocks for uh, uh, Tim Hightower uh, for that. And I don't think anybody's really seen what he's capable of this year. Uh, so him not have not have playing is kind of a secret weapon for the Cardinals because nobody knows what he can do. Yeah. So I definitely think he'll, uh, he'll he'll bust out with some nice good runs and, and, and get the job done. He's a veteran player, you know, and knows what it takes to get to get the get a win. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because I, I've said this from time to time i think perhaps maybe you know people don't give wiz enough credit because it, it could have actually been his strategy right of wiz and hunt and that was to take his his wise old veteran and to save his legs and to actually let him play uh when it was really on you know on everything was on the line and you you needed a candy veteran that you know that knew you know when to cut it back you know when to bounce it out wide you know when to keep the play in the hole you know and and be patient and, and that's what he's done and also what happens is uh you know as the season goes on 
the guys are not as strong and as healthy as they are. So some of the defensive guys, you know, if you look at a guy early in the season, he's as quick and as fast as he ever will be. He's had a whole lot of time in the offseason for his body, you know, to heal, and he's fresh. But as the season goes on, you know, his body wears down, and he's not moving as fast. So for that reason, you know, Edrin could have had an advantage late in the season because he was fresh, and everybody else, their bodies were a little beat up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just, you know, I'm a fan, so I can sit here and talk about the Cardinals all day and how much I think they're going to just. Uh, well, I'm not going to let you stay here all day. You can't stay here all day. But I'm glad you, you stopped by and, and you shared some time with us, and I appreciate it. And, and i tell you what, uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, I wish your team luck. Thank you, you very much. I thought I was going to say go Cardinals, but I'm going to wait to the latter part of, of the broadcast, and I'm actually going to let people know. Uh, who I really feel is going to win this game. But thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on, Ray. All righty, listen, uh, we're going to continue. Uh, we're having a great time here and a great show here. And I, I have a, a young man who's a, who's approaching us here now. And uh, a young man that has uh, been one of those people uh, who understood the fact that transition, regardless of when it happens to you as an athlete, transition always is going to happen. And the better prepared you are for it, uh, the better off you'll be in life. Because there are many athletes that we have seen that have not really made that transition. And, but transition happens to everybody. And I want to welcome uh, Lamont Williams with us. And Lamont, uh, I was talking about, of course, the event uh-huh. and, and what it's all about and transition. And, uh, you, I mean, everything about you says that you have um, adjusted to the transition. Yes. Uh, you know, and... For you, I believe, as you were sharing with me, um, it happened perhaps maybe earlier than you would have liked it to happen. Exactly. Yeah. But inevitably, it will happen to every player. Yeah. So yeah. why don't you talk to us a little bit about, you know, in terms of when your transition happened and, and how you were or were not prepared for the transition when it took place. Okay. Well, I, first of all, I want to say thank you. Thank you for allowing me uh, to come on your show, Ray. Uh my transition started back in 04. Uh, just suffered. I broke my arm and I broke my hand. Uh, went to go make a tackle on. It was in practice. Went to go make a tackle on. Uh, and you were with who at the time? I'm sorry. I was with the uh, Washington Redskins. Uh, went to go make a tackle in practice on. I don't think you remember a guy named Trump candidate. Oh, sure do. Sure Trump. do. And uh, land awkward on my on my on my side and got up. My arms tingling and went out to the sideline and. And as I was sitting in the training room, I kind of realized that that you know was more serious than what I thought. Uh, my transition started right there on that training table. Uh, I asked myself, okay, uh, I, I graduated from Howard in '03 with a degree in business management, and I I really asked myself, Ray, do I really want to go through this whole process again? And I had to weigh my pros and cons uh, about if I walked away from the game, what would I get into, and how would I would get into it. And that's when I tapped to my resources. Uh, uh, the guy that hosted this event, player networking event, named Guy Troop. He'd been doing it for nine years, works with, throughout the league, NFL. And I contacted him because uh, you know, in 04 when they had Super Bowl in Houston. And I was just amazed how uh, he was able to, to put together corporate environment with players with no middleman. So I was able to sit down and have a conversation with CEOs, CFOs, and, and people of that nature without feeling nervous, without feeling rushed, 
and and I embraced it. And every ever since then, I, I realized how important networking is as far as in the transition phase. Now, you mentioned the fact that you sat down with, with CEOs and, and human re- resource individuals uh, to apply for a job. Now, I, I'm going to take you to an environment of which you are very comfortable in, mm-hmm. and that environment is the football field. Okay. And there's probably n- no man, no person, no body, no challenge, no <laughs> thing that you're afraid of. Yeah. But now when you walk into corporate America, are, are you as, as comfortable there with corporate America as you are on that football field? No. That, that's a part of that transition, too. Yeah, so yeah that, that's very much part of the transition. When I uh, walked into corporate America, I, I wasn't, I'm accustomed to wearing suits now, but two or three years ago I wasn't. Mm. Uh, being getting acclimated to the suits, getting acclimated to the uh, to the lingo in corporate America. Now that now that's interesting. You say that because again, there's a football language that you speak. Yes. On the football field, many people have nothing. They don't understand it at all. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you always hear the sound bites of when, uh, and particularly John Gruden, mm-hmm. when he would call a play in. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're thinking, what in the world? <laughs> now, corporate America. Yes. Again, when you are in corporate America, you have to adjust to being a professional. Mm-hmm. And in being a professional, as you say, you know, the, the dialogue, the yeah. things that you talk about, the way you communicate is different than perhaps maybe you do on the football field. Well, I'm sure you call guys a many different things. Oh, yeah. And that's okay on the football field. Mm-hmm. But in corporate America, again, your competitor, you can't call him what you call the competitor on the offensive side <laughs> of the ball. Yeah. Corporate America, man, it, it, it's it's, it's a different feel. It's a different motivation. Uh, it's a lot of swearing and cussing in, in football. And that's, that's just the nature of the beast. That's the nature of the business. Uh, a lot of uh, overly aggressive mentalities. And corporate America is, is kind of like uh, you have to, in a way, you have to massage people's feelings because everybody comes from different backgrounds. Everybody's from different places. So you don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers and kind of upset them because you're in, the, you're in the mind frame of, okay, this is more long-term. Then, whereas in football, you can have a, a, a teammate one one week and have a different teammate the next week. So, uh, with that being said, you just gotta you gotta be mindful at all times in corporate America. And and, and as you talked about a teammate, um, and and accepting a teammate in corporate America as opposed to accepting a, a teammate on the field in corporate America, even though you have a teammate, that teammate could be a competitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, of which you could be competing with that teammate to be the number one salesperson if you're in sales. Yeah. Um, if it's business development, it could be in, in, in developing strategic alliances with other, with other corporations. Mm-hmm. Um, on the football field, okay. when, when you talk about a teammate but also a competitor, what I realize there is when they, they start making these reality shows, <laughs> You know, the, 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 the probably the most intense reality show there, that ever existed is pro football. And that is when you line up and you do your job. Uh-huh. You, you can be in some defensive drill and you do your job. And right after you get finished, the person that you know is trying out for that same position that you try out for mm-hmm. gets a chance to do his job. Yeah. Now, you got to embrace him and, and he's got to embrace you because you want what's best for the team. But you, you really... You know, have found a way to you know hide your true feelings because there's no way you want that person to do better than you. Mm-hmm. In, in corporate America, you try to take that same competitive spirit into corporate America mm-hmm. and try to make that work. T- tell me how you're able to use some of those competitive juices 
that you, you know, develop in professional sports and take them and apply them and use them, even though they're a little bit different, but they're pretty much the same in corporate America. Okay. Well, in corporate America, I think my resume, I was very green. I didn't do too many internships coming out of college. I didn't have to. I mean, I didn't have time. So one, some, some of the uh, internal things, intangibles that they was impressed with, my leadership skill, being able to work in the team environment, being able to make it to the highest, highest point in athletics as far as on the football side, uh, as well as being very proactive. I took all those, those intangibles and I took it to corporate America. Now, you got to be very careful how you, how you bring it to corporate America because the, way, the reason why the NFL is the NFL because we have average fans that don't know what it takes to get to that level. And when I was making that transition, and when I say you got to be very careful is that a lot of these, a lot of the corporate America uh, employees or, or, or people are not accustomed to that, to that, to that over-aggressive, proactive mentality. So you can rub off, rub off the wrong way to people because and, and, it's, 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 it's a different mindset. So you got to kind of be, you kind of have, you got to bring it to the forefront, but not kind of flaunting it or being over aggressive. And, and and you know what's interesting because you mentioned some some good things there too about how you have to not flaunt it, you know, in in, in corporate America. Whereas you know one thing in, in professional sports, it's it's the the added value that you bring to the entertainment of which this is sports is entertainment for people yes. that many times those people who add a little extra uh, they tend to get uh, the all the attention mm-hmm. but that's not what you want to do mm-hmm. in in corporate America yeah you don't you don't want to do this not about the attention just to you yeah. or that kind of thing exactly oh I see well you know uh, I'm gonna tell you man it sounds like it's not very easy uh, no. to make to make <laughs> that adjustment but uh, certainly what we want to do is uh, we want to make sure that everybody you know gets a chance to uh, to make that adjustment and, and, and to get an opportunity to, to speak about making that adjustment. So okay. uh, we want to talk a little, just one one last thing before you leave there because we got some more guests that are going to come on here. Okay. But I want to let people know that Lamont Williams also will be joining Voice America Network okay. with his own show within <laughs> yeah. about the next eight to ten weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Lamont, when you, and you and I have been talking about this for a long time, yeah. when you bring your show to Voice America Sports, like some of the other folks who are on the sports channel with us now, you're going to bring your own unique perspective to, mm-hmm. the, you know, to our network yes. and to your sports talk show. Tell me a little bit about how you want to do that. Well, I have a lot of things in mind uh, with my show. I want to incorporate a little bit of business, a little bit of sports, uh, as well as bring on guys that I know are still formerly, I mean, it's in the league and former players that's making that transition. Uh, uh, I, I have... Man, uh, Ray, it's, just, it's, it's, it's endless of, of things I have in mind. But what I would bring is uh, not not necessarily beat them up with sports all day, but mainly how sports and business merge together and make a relationship where everybody's successful. I mean, here at this Player Networking event, we got guys like John and we got other brothers here that have entrepreneurship spirit that, you know, through my show will be able to, Get their get their voice out there and get their get their product out there. Well, I, I just want to I want to thank you so much, Lamont. You you've meant so much to me mm-hmm. in Voice America Sports. Uh, you have been very instrumental in introducing me to Guy Troop, mm-hmm. who of course uh, has one of the best kept secrets in the world, <laughs> which all the players need to know about. And this is all about the world here. Yeah. Um, you know, as we do these things online. 
So I want to thank you. I want to congratulate you on your accomplishments thus far. Okay. And look forward to having you on the network. And now we're going to move over to Big John St. Clair. When I say big, I mean big. <laughs> John is doing things big in life. Uh, he's a big man. And uh, and I'm sure he's got a lot he wants to, to share with the, the world because that's what we do here on Voice America Sports, John. We give athletes the opportunity to, to come in and, and talk about the different things that they're doing in life. We talk a little bit about football, too. So, so we want to talk a little bit about football first. And, and so I want you to introduce yourself. You know, I know you, but I'd like you to introduce yourself, tell everybody a little bit about what's happening with you and, and your football career. And then we're going to talk about what this event is all about. So, John, right now you, you're playing it. You're still in Chicago. Am I right? Right. I'm a free agent as we speak. That's so. why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm with Chicago until the end of this uh, February. So hopefully I'll be back next year. Now, John, see, th- there's something very interesting about you. what you just said. You said for right now. Now, many times, you know, the average fan out there just does not understand this. And, John, I, I was an advocate. I, I'm probably one of those very few people that was an advocate for Brett Favre last year. And the reason why I was an advocate for Brett, because I thought that Brett deserved to take his time and make his decision about whatever he wanted to do. Because I don't like right now, LaDainian wouldn't be the number one running back I had on my team anyway, but I mean, but if I did have LaDainian on my team right now, I would be concerned about, now wait a second, why was everybody upset because Brett couldn't make his decision last year, but this year the team doesn't want to make a decision with what they're going to do with LT. So mm-hmm. h- how do you feel about that as a player? Do you feel as if, hey, I, 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 this is me, my family, my life. I'm a part of this team, but I have to do what's best for me. Or is everybody still making these sacrifices and it's just for the team? I mean. No, we, you know, uh, you're in free age. You, you got to do the best for your family. Uh, when I play for the team, I, you know, I sell out for the team. I, I sell out on the field. I sell out in the meeting rooms. You know, I do my job. I'm a, I'm a professional. But at the same time, you know, at the end of the day, you got to take care of your family. So uh, you want to get as much as you can. You know, this, this is a rough game we play. And uh, you, you, you just want to get as much money as you can uh, that's, that's, that, that's good for your family. You know, it might sound bad, but at the end of the day, if something happens to you, you get injured or whatever, then that's it. You know, our, our contracts are not guaranteed. So that's, you know, you have to take that approach. And, you know, and, and as a professional, you know, I've been playing going on 10 years. And, uh it's a business, and you have to realize that, you know, you can't get your feelings all caught up in it. If you do that, you'd be down all the time, you know, and I just try to keep my head up, you know, work hard, you know, and uh, compartmentalize things. You know, I know the business aspect, and I know what I have to do on the field, so. Well, John, I think that's uh, extremely important that, that you said that it's a business because for many people, again, they do not understand the fact that this is a business, you know, just like the economy is affecting a lot of different industries. It's affecting sports as well, and and it may affect you know contracts as you go into this off season. Perhaps maybe I don't know if again the, the, the CBA. There's no CBA right now, you know. So you know, 2010 I think is done. Am I right? Yeah, as of right now, you know, I don't know what's going on with negotiations, but um, I'm hearing you know you hear different things, man. But as of now, yeah, you're exactly right. So we don't know. You know, it's gonna be. Uh, a different experience can be a unique uh, experience coming up in free agency. See how things gonna go, especially with the economy the way it is, you know, and going forward. So, hopefully, it, uh, it picks all back up, you know, by next month. <laughs> there you I go. think I think we got to get to Jeff Lurie because I'd like to see John in some green. Right. So throw some money at John to get him on the Eagles offensive line would be a nice a nice fit for us. That would so. be great. Yeah. Hey, here, here here's a question I have for you. When you come here, as I said, we're gonna talk a little bit about football. But when you come here. And, and you see a young man over there like Felix Jones. This is Felix's rookie year. Felix is at the Player Network event. 
you know, when you look back on, on, on your life as an athlete, you know, this, this is Guy Troop's, I think, ninth year doing this, which means when, when you were a rookie, and certainly when I played ball, something like this didn't exist. Would you commend a young man like that for being, you know, attentive to his life and paying attention and thinking about his career as early as he is now? Absolutely. You know, um, and that's his post-career we're talking about. Exactly. This is my second year doing this event, you know, and I found out through our player development director. Uh, I'll tell you what, Guy Troop puts on an amazing uh, uh, networking event here. Uh, gives us the ability to network with uh, everyone. And um, Felix Jones being a rookie or, or second year, going in second year, doing what, he, doing what he's doing is definitely commendable. You know, and we need to get the word out to more guys and more young athletes that, you know, start early. You know, it's not just uh, a distraction from football. It's the off season. You're not doing anything anyway right now but working out. So start early, you know, um, get your name out there. But we, you know, football doesn't last forever. And uh, when you're done, you can make a successful transition to whatever you want to do. Well, and I, and I appreciate that because what, what, what you know, John, is, you know, that stereotype about dumb jocks, it still exists, you know. And I, I want to commend you. But before I go into that part of it, I want you to tell our listeners, you know, exactly your business and what you're doing and, and how you're making, you know, that transition as well as you're, this is a dual career. You're still playing football, but at the same time, you've established you know your your post career activity. So why don't you start telling us a little bit about your business and some of the things you're doing? Well, uh, you know, I started a uh, pain relief jail. Uh, I bought into a company five years ago. You know, and it's been going pretty well. But I want to add something to it. I want to add some for for active men, athletes, or whoever who, when you get done playing your sport, working, and whatever, you can go home. You can take a take a shower, use a lotion, and I incorporate a pain relief e- uh, element with it. And my product is called Urbane Pro Sports Essentials for Men. And I, and I labeled that uh, being urbane, being sophisticated. Sophisticated man, you know, can come home and take a shower no matter what, what uh, job you have in life. And, uh, you know, if you're hurting after a game or whatever, there's a pain relief agent. You know, there's a bath soap for men, which is unusual, you know. It doesn't, right. it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't foam up or anything. But I try to make it as manly as possible and uh, for men. You know, men don't want any of the cutesy stuff. So, actually, everything I, I try to make dark colors, you know, bold statements. So, um I think Urbane Pro Sports Essential for Men is going to be a pretty big hit. Now, is it is it a, is it a franchise, John, or is it uh, this is something of which it, it, it's your uh, it's, it's exclusive to you, or is it other franchise opportunities for other players out there or any other people? It's exclusive to me right now. Um, we're in the umbrella of Urbane Enterprise. Um, that's a, that's a company we started, and right now it's, it's the uh, skincare line for men. But uh, we're thinking of adding a bag in the future. We're thinking of actually adding. a a lot of things in the, uh, to go up under the umbrella, maybe a clothing line or whatever. But right now we're focusing on the skincare element for men, and uh, just going to pursue that here at the Super Bowl networking event, trying to launch this and see what men think. You know, we have testers to see what men think, uh, let men try it and see what they like. The smell is a, a light sandalwood fragrance that I think men will really enjoy. Well, let me ask some. Uh, how if people are interested in your product, and I'm going to let you get over to your booth. If people are interested in your product, how, how could they find your product? Definitely just go to uh, urbanprosports.com. Or you can, you know, and that's the best way to reach us. You get all the information, every, everything, and uh, and I can say that, UrbaneProSports.com, and that's the way to reach us. And uh, right now, uh, a lot of things under construction right now. Uh, we're in negotiation with people right now to try to get in stores. So um, the best way to reach us is to go to the website. Okay. Well, let me ask you one last thing. Is there football games coming up, Super Bowl coming up. You're here taking care of business, obviously not on the football field, and we know you're not happy about that. But can you find just a little bit inside of you to try to root for one team or another? Or do you have a favorite for this weekend? Not really. Um, you know, I have friends, you know, on both teams. So 
I like to see uh, the best team win. You know, I, I think it's, I think it's great when two uh, different teams get in. Well, Pittsburgh's been there, uh, I guess, two or three years ago. But I like to see, you know, a new team get in, Arizona, and see what they think they, they do. Uh, they've, they've been a great team all year, you know, under the radar. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a good game. I play with Kurt Warner in St. Louis. Uh, he's, a, he's a phenomenal quarterback, and I think he's going he's to do great tomorrow. But, John, listen, man, I appreciate everything you're doing, everything you've done, the way you represent yourself as, as an athlete but as a man. God bless you. Stay healthy, man, and go get that money. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to get back. We're going to continue here on Rayola Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, uh, we're here at the home of the Super Bowl at uh, University of South Florida in Tampa, Florida. And uh, we are at the Player Network event and just, just having a wonderful time. I think uh, my engineer is telling me that I have to take a break here, although I don't want to. <laughs> but uh, he says I'm going to take a break. So uh, just stay with us. As I say, you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. And uh, we're going to be coming to you for a couple hours here live uh, from the Player Network event here in South Florida uh, where the Arizona Cardinals are going to win the Super Bowl. We'll be right back after this lesson. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. that time you know we having a good time here the music is good the time is good we're here of course live at the player network event in tampa florida where the arizona cardinals and the pittsburgh steelers are going to play a football game to find out who is the best football team in the world and of course you listen to rail the sports on the voice america network and uh I'm, I'm honored at the time to have with me uh a young man who's who's understand that you know it's the right thing to do to get ready for your transition because you never know when it's going to happen and and chris i want you to talk a little bit about yourself and and what you're doing you know first we always start off talking about our football careers so we're going to talk a little bit about that that's okay and then we're going to talk a little bit about what this is about because this is really what everything is all about so chris why don't you go ahead and tell us currently how everything's going with you and uh, of course you guys aren't playing in the super bowl but that's okay yeah that's okay well i'm I'm chris draft number 52 for the st louis rams and yeah we definitely didn't have a great season this past year we were two and two and 14 and and the year before it wasn't much better we were three and 13 and and i think it's pretty obvious after those two two seasons what happened and that was a new coach yeah so we have a new coach uh spagnola from uh from the new york giants the defensive coordinator from new york giants is now our head also from the eagles and from the Eagles, if you, if you want to throw, you want to throw that there one out go. there too. But uh, yeah, so we, you know, we have we have some changes happening. We have some changes, and and uh, you know, one of the things that that football always tells you is that if you're you're not doing the right thing, the, the things are going to change. Yeah, well, Chris, and you know that's one thing about it. You know, things will change. You know, and those who are prepared for change, they will do best in life. And, you know, and and that's kind of what this event is all about. This event here. Is about changing your life as as a professional athlete yes. and preparing your life for a business person. Yep. And so uh, you obviously have, have have started doing some things uh, that you have that perhaps maybe may be what you end up doing for a long time, much longer than we may play football. We may play football, you know, ten years, fifteen years. We we really really lucky. Yes. You know, but most of us don't play that long. But you're preparing for a change. So tell me some of the things that you're doing to try to prepare for a change once it happens. Most definitely. I think probably, probably the, the, the biggest thing that I've done is, is understand playing football is something where as soon as you start playing, when I was 10 years old, it was pretty obvious. And when I first saw my, my first football game, when I was five years old, it was pretty obvious that there are people getting knocked out on that field. You're right. So basically as soon as you start uh, or you think that you might want to, play football you should be thinking about what you're going to do after playing football after that hit knocks you out after them knees don't let you move after that hand is jacked up or whatever it is and that's what i've done i've I've made sure that i was focused on that from the beginning and saying that i wanted to be the best man i could be which would allow me to be successful in anything that i'm doing and that's why 
you know, I take, I took care of my grades growing up, and that's why I went to Stanford University. I graduated with a degree in economics. People asked me, they said, "Well, um, you know, you went to Stanford, so uh, did you did you graduate? You know, uh, you know, what, how did that go?" I said, "Well, uh, why don't you ch- rephrase that question <laughs> and and you ask me what did, uh, what was my degree? In? Yes, you know, yes. what is my degree? And I, and I will say that my degree was in economics. You know, a study of choices. There you go. So, uh, you know, I've been preparing." For after football. Well, you know, Chris, I, I I applaud you for that, man. One of my dear friends, G. Cobb, Gary Cobb, mm. who, uh, in fact, used to play ball for the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, Detroit Lions, went to USC. His his son is a Stanford grad, and, yeah. and, and it's one of those universities that I, I that I am most proud of, yes. you know, with the kind of people they produce from that university. And so I want to commend you on what you've done. But, but again, uh, you, you're, you're being prepared. And I think it's a challenge for some young athletes to start that preparation because the confidence that you may have gained mm-hmm. at Stanford University because you were very much in tune to what you wanted because you had a plan in life. Many athletes perhaps maybe don't plan for that. And so when it comes to them having a comfort level outside of, of football, they don't have that. Um, this event here, do you think coming here would give you an opportunity to put you into an environment where perhaps maybe you're not comfortable with, yes. but you start seeing what it's like? It's almost like playing college football. Yep. You know you can play, but then you go to pro football. You think you can play, but then you find out after a while, I've been here, I can play. Yep. Coming to an event like this, you think you know a little bit about business. You think you feel comfortable in that environment, but you get here. And it kind of lets you know that you can be okay. Well, you definitely have to be able to uh, keep educating yourself. And I, I think one of the things that, that really hurt our young players or just uh, football players just in general is that uh, when, you, when, when someone asks, uh, you know, what does it take to be a football player, they're only asking what does it take to play football rather than you want, to, you want these kids, these young men, to be men first. You know, a good man is going to be able to give everything he has, be focused, be more accountable, be able to be more disciplined, and go and play and play that game. So if you were focused on being a, a whole man, being a, a man wherever you're at, be it in that science class, be it in that Spanish class, that math class, then you're going to find yourself in a position to be able to transition in a better way. You know, what we have to do is we have to go back, and that's what my foundation is about, the Chris Draft Family Foundation, is about really recognizing that, how are we teaching our kids? Right now, we have bad training. Our training is bad. Are we teaching them to be a Paris Hilton? Are we teaching them to be, uh, you know, whoever it is that's crazy out there? You know, are we teaching them to not be responsible? Are we teaching them to not be respectful? Or are we teaching them to be good men and good women? And whatever you do after that, it's what you do. It's not who you are. Right. So right. my name is Chris Draft, and I am a man that plays football. You know, that is, that is so interesting because I, I was just a part of a career day at my daughter's school the other day uh, in Gilbert, Arizona. And, and I told those people that are there, you know, one thing that's unique and special about a student athlete is that I think many people forget about the student part mm-hmm. and just look at the athlete. But that is a person who is on a, dura- uh, on a dual career course. You have to be an educated person and you have to be an athlete. And you have to be very good at both of those at the same time. Yes. The, if you will, the normal person just goes down one course of life, and that is preparing themselves academically to become a business person. You have to do both of those things. 
and and how do you balance both of those things at the same time? Well, I, again, I think it look, if you look at it from you're not trying to separate those too much. What you're doing is by playing playing that sport, you're you're honing your honing your skills for whatever you're going to do. It's preparing you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you're, you're you're honing your skills. You're getting opportunities opportunities to be able to meet certain folks and network with certain people that maybe you wouldn't if you weren't playing. So. You know the academic part, and uh, you know, and 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 playing an af- and playing a sport. I mean, it, it is more demanding. But at the end of the day, what are you trying to do? You're trying to take advantage of all the opportunities that you have. Now, that's if you weren't playing football, you should be trying to take advantage of all the opportunities that are present. So, what you're doing is with that sport, with the academics, you're trying to allow yourself to take advantage of all the opportunities that are going to be present in your life. Well, you know, that's you. You lead right into something else. These opportunities that present themselves to you yes. as an athlete is because of the sacrifices that you made on the football field. There are many young men that don't know how to leverage opportunities that they've earned from playing football as a role model. Yes. Because a great baseball player from the Philadelphia Phillies once told me that athletes need role models too. Everybody I con- does. I, yeah. I continue to bring this up about this young man, Felix Jones over here, first-round draft pick running back for the Dallas Cowboys, who is in his rookie year and is here at the Player Network event, preparing for his transition as a rookie. And you talked about being 10 years old. Yep. What would you like to share to young players who are not here yet and have not been here before, Chris? about this event and, and and how they should start preparing for this well well again it's it's understanding and being really you know really accepting of the fact that the game can be over at any time so now you're saying to yourself what do i have to do that's what allows you to take advantage of the opportunities because you realize that the nature of this game is you know it says nfl nfl stands for not for long it does it stands for not for long it says national football league but not for long so Understand that, embrace that, and take advantage of the opportunities that you have. And, I, and it's pretty obvious that Felix is doing that right there. Felix actually was hurt. We, you know, when I was with the St. Louis, you know, St. Louis Rams this past year, we were supposed to play. We, we played Dallas, and Felix wasn't able to play. He had a, he had a hamstring injury. And I think uh, you know you can see him out here again, realizing that you know, hey, anytime rookie, ten-year vet, fifteen-year vet, doesn't matter. That next play could be your, be your last. Well, Chris, I, I certainly appreciate everything you do as a man as a person you know you. you are uh it's just an honor to sit here and talk with you man because you know i've been out of the game for some time now but just to see the not only the improvement of the athletes on the field mm-hmm. but the men too and i and i appreciate that now i'm gonna ask you one last thing before you go okay because one reason why i can't say who i'm gonna pick who i'm on this on this big game that's coming up yeah. but i will say this my in-laws live in st louis missouri okay <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what you guys need to do next year so you guys can be playing in this game. Well, I'll tell you, this is a, uh, you know, if you really watch the game and really have looked at the game, you, you can you can really be optimistic optimistic about what's going on with us. And, you know, you have a team like Miami last year that, that was just almost defeated for the right. whole season. I mean, you have a team like the Jets that, had, you know, had, was, had struggled, and, and Brett Favre came in and energized them. You know, the Falcons, who were, were again not very good the year before and, and, and came back and it, it really says that when you get you know great leadership and a, and a change in a mindset that that team can come together you know people in the nfl understand that these teams are not that much different They're, the talent level is very close so the difference is team and team is trust 
So we have to build better trust with our, with our guys. We have to be more committed to going out there and winning the games and finishing people off. And when we do that, we're going to be successful and have ourselves a chance to come to the Super Bowl. Well, Chris, I tell you what, if that happens, I'm going to be there next year. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't happen, we will be here with Guy Troop I like it. next year. So I, I appreciate what you're doing. You keep doing it, man. I'm going to keep rooting for those Rams. You better. You know, but God bless you and keep up the good work. We're going to transition now to, to Mr. Troop himself. Appreciate that. Guy, I, I just got to tell you, man, I am just, uh, I, I'm just, just, uh, just so elated to be a part of this event. You know, to be here to see so many people out today and, and to think that, you know, that this could happen because I know it's something that you dreamed of years ago. I know it's something that you started uh, years ago. And the fact that it's a reality and there's, there's players like myself who played generations ago that are, are, are partaking in this um, is just a true blessing. So, so Mr. Troop, how are you feeling today? Oh, I'm feeling good. We got the show started. We got all the logistical uh, issues managed not necessarily solved and got players starting to come in and you know 20 plus player owned or affiliated businesses here along with other exhibitors and sponsors we're excited about uh this year's player networking event in tampa florida well guy you and i talked about this on the show before and and i asked you i said guy and and it was a tough question you know but that's one thing i like to do here (laughs) is ask some tough questions because i don't play anymore you know right and but i want to ask the kind of questions that the people out there uh would be interested in hearing instead of the same old questions and you gave me an answer you you gave me a a, a very good answer but guy i gotta tell you if i am an owner of a football team or if i am a football coach and i come here and i and i see this event uh i got to tell you guy i'm a little uncomfortable because this is amazing this is something that is extremely positive uh, for the athletes and it's something that i could see that they understand that it takes a lot of effort in business to be successful because they're not all startups that are here there are some very well established companies and these people are successful because they are about their business at all times, which means they make a tremendous sacrifice. And so I'm going to ask you that question again here live on air now that I'm here and I see this. The support that you're getting from, from, the, from the league and from individual teams and coaches, uh, do you think you will continue to get this kind of support as the years goes on and this thing grows? Because people like myself, I'm going to tell everybody about this. Yeah. Well, Ray, I've worked in sports over 15 years, working with the NCAA and the NFL, and I've developed some pretty decent relationships across a lot of fronts, and I think people support people that they know and that they like, and I'm happy that I have a network of friends and colleagues and professional associates that see the vision of Troop 21 and trying to get athletes doing business together, to get athletes solving the challenges of transition. So I'm, I'm very optimistic. There's a lot that can be done with a guy like Chris Draft and all that he's doing with his foundation. Warwick Dunn's foundation uh, is across the room. Warwick's built over 80 homes, uh, down payments, put families in fully furnished. So the, the NFL and owner uh, supported NFL, no one can really be critical of that. The thing that they might be concerned with with an active player is how much focus might the athlete have on it. But I, I would challenge anyone back to say, hey, you can be a good father and a good parent and a good executive, so why can't you be a good business owner and a good athlete? Well, wh- guy, you know, that, and that's a great answer yeah. because I, I tell you what, I, I was just talking to Chris, and, and again, very intelligent man, 
doesn't surprise me. I, mean, I don't know why, you know, sometimes some athletes are described as being a smart player and they all aren't described as smart players. So it doesn't surprise me at all he's an intelligent player. But what we talked about was that, you know, athletes go down these, these dual lifestyles. They are student athletes. Right. And so to me, to your point, the student part, which stops once they finish school and go into professional sports, okay, that time that you were dedicated to use on your studies, perhaps maybe that's the opportunity of time because you know how to do that, that you start focusing on your career. And, and it's the reason why I think that your program should be something that not only is this event sanctioned, but I think it should be mandatory that players participate in something like this because, again, it has a lot to do with the image of the league. What happens to your alumni of your league? Mm, and right. what are you doing for those guys? So do, yeah. you, do you think that it could ever reach the day where something like this is mandatory because it, again, has a reflection on the image of the league when you say, oh, those guys made all that money, particularly what they do today, and look what they're doing afterwards? Well, I, I think that as in college, there are opportunities for growth, development, and learning. Uh, the NFL players have the same opportunity. You have player programs or player development. They have a degree completion program, financial education, an internship program. And, and it's up to the player in many instances to grab a hold of these voluntary programs and maximize the shield and all that it brings. So they have programmatic activities. They have sponsors. They have branding and marketing uh, relationships that they can develop. So I, 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 I would only say that the opportunity is great. Now, to your question about mandatory, I don't think you can make anyone do anything other than the primary job that you're paying them for. The other things are ancillary. They're added. They're value-add. They're auxiliary benefits. But, you know, I, you can't make a guy come to a job fair. I think that the athletes who are here could strongly encourage others and I think that our vision about this thing is that we want athletes to mentor each other, to get in business together, and, and not leave it up to a coach or a general manager or an owner to solve your problems in transition. They pay you pretty well. Hey, use that money. Use those relationships. Use those connections to go take your brand and your, and your business to another level. Well, Guy, let me ask you something. You, you mentioned the fact that the, uh, it's – I guess what you're saying, it is the responsibility of the individual, and hopefully they're mature enough uh, to understand that. In terms of awareness with your program, uh, what, what are some various platforms that you use to get your word out so that players are aware that this, this type of opportunity like this exists? Well, we, we start with uh, the player development directors at each team. My position at the NFL, I supervised all 32 player development directors, so I have a very close relationship with most of them. We, we talk, you know, at least once or, once or twice a month. Uh, I talk with, with most of them. And so we, we send mass mailings out to them. Uh, they help with the RSVP process. The NFL Players Association provides the information to players. Uh, so it's a collaborative effort. We do word of mouth. We had a street team last night that hit a lot of the venues for players that might not have known about the event. We had a probably, I think at last count, we had about 130, 140 players that RSVP to attend the event, active and former. So hopefully that critical mass will start to trickle in, see the beautiful opportunities that exist inside, and, uh, and really start to connect on a business level and find mentors and relationships that can help. 
Yeah, let, let, let's look down the road five years from now, ten years from now, uh, looking at the player network event. Uh, is there an opportunity that instead of this just being, and I, may, I could be wrong, but I think this is an annual event, right. and it's an event that primarily addresses uh, the professional level athlete uh, that has either been in the league or, or is retired. Uh, do you see this being available to uh, college athletes that perhaps maybe there are some known guys who know that they played their last game, right. their last game. Right. It, it, five, ten years, college-level program? I just had a discussion with the NCAA about taking this program to the Final Four. Wow. So the, so the 60 the, the, the sixty players that make the Final Four, if there were a way for us to just start with them, hey, you're on the national stage. You've been branded through March Madness. Now, do you understand what that means? Uh, so we're in discussions. You know, as a former employee there, I have some pretty decent relationships, and we would love to take, take it to the national office. Uh, the Big 12 Conference, and then let it trickle down. So. Well, guy, I, I'll tell you, you've always been a man of vision. Uh, I was aware of the NFL broadcast boot camp, right. uh, but I was not aware of the fact that you were the architect of that and mm. you, you just happened to move on, mm. but it's something that's near and dear to me. I want to thank you on air. I want to publicly thank you for what you meant to me. You know, here I am, uh, you know, I've been out of the league for, for almost 20 years, and I've just got the opportunity uh, to be a part of this event, but you welcomed me, mm. and I thank you for that. And uh, all those young men out there, where you hear me talk about the you know the broadcast boot camp, that was of course something of which guy you were very much a part of. Uh, it's near and dear to me because we're we're uh, on uh, online media. You know right. that's what we do. We we do uh, online sports talk shows. I'm the network director, and uh, and so that program that you started, I like for you to talk just a little bit about that program mm. uh, because because that program exists now. I'm interested in people that participate in that program and being a part of our, our network. So can you tell people a little bit about that broadcast boot camp, well, what you remember about yeah, it? Yeah, I, I know a lot about it. But what I start with is that the, the gentleman that really took it to the next level was Von Bryant with, with the player development staff. He is a, a guy that um, went to Stanford, played in the NFL. He's, he's a solid, solid guy, and he took the broadcast boot camp to another level. We started it with Craig James, a broadcaster, probably in 2000, 2001, where he took a series of guys through workshops of on-air, uh, impromptu, radio shows, TV shows, reading a teleprompter. And Vaughn has since taken it to another level. But with all of the number of guys who have an interest in broadcasting, who, who believe that they can be successful outside of sports in broadcasting. I think what the league has done is a great platform for, for a company like Voice America to maximize, really, the exposure and the training. And, and the last point I'll make on that, when I really look at it, I think it's, a it, you know, you got walking billboards. You have talking billboards. Your, your radio show can, can brand guys in a number of ways through listeners. And I, I encourage athletes and will continue to encourage athletes to reach out to you and Voice America Sports because I know your vision. And uh, and I think all of the programs that the league have can be built upon by outside former players, consultants, people like Wingstop as well, uh, our, our presenting sponsor. Well, guy, I, I appreciate it. Again, you know, sometimes God sends an angel, and I really believe that's what you have been. 
for so many NFL players. And so, so we thank you for what you've done, what you will do in the future. And I'm glad to be a partner. And I look forward to being to the event next year. So thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate you having me. I'll see you at uh, NBA All-Star in there a couple of weeks. That's right. Thanks, Guy. Well, that's Guy Troop there from uh, Troop 21. And, um, you know, we certainly appreciate him stopping by. And, and, I, and when I said that, uh, you know, God sent an angel, uh, that was because I truly mean that. Because there has been, there's been so many, you know, tragic stories about players who haven't had an opportunity to transition from the game of, uh, of football or basketball or whatever it is. Um, and things have worked out in a non-favorable way. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back with two special guests. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network live from the Player Network event in Tampa, Florida, where the Arizona Cardinals are going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. We'll be right back after this. Message. Right Let's now. get lost tonight. You could be my black Kate Moss tonight. Play secretary on the ball tonight. And you don't give a fuck what they all say, right? Awesome, the Christian and Christian Dior. Damn, they don't make them like this anymore. I ask, cause I'm not sure. Do anybody make real shit anymore? Bow in the presence of greatness. Cause right now, that has forsaken us. You should be honored by my lateness. That I would even show up to this fake shit. So go ahead, go nuts, go ain't shit. Especially in my pastel on my big shit. Act like you can't care who made this new gospel. Homie, take six and take this. Haters. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports 
Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe. Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Of course, I'm broadcasting today live from Tampa, Florida, home of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 43, where the Arizona Cardinals, of course, will be playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're here live at the Player Network event, an event that's put on by Guy Troop and Troop 21. And that Player Network event is very special to current and former players. And I got a special guest with me today, Sam Rogers. Sam, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Oh, man, you look good, man. You yeah. look good, man. look good. Listen, uh, obviously, you're down here to take advantage of these opportunities, Sam. And, you know, we all know that our playing career someday or another will will end. And, uh, you know, it really is ending when it, when it starts. Exactly. So what I want to do, Sam, I want you to tell me a little bit of a, give me a little background and give everybody background on yourself and, and your, how your career went. And then we're going to talk about some of the things you, you're doing and how you, you're making that transition. Okay, I uh, played 10 years with the, uh, in the NFL, eight, uh, seven actually with the Buffalo Bills, two with the Atlanta Falcons, one with the San Diego Chargers. I uh, retired in 2003 with a knee injury, a microfracture of my knee. Same injury Terrell Davis had. You know, I called Terrell one day about it. He said, man, hang your cleats up, man. Wow. Hang them up. But uh, it, it was a great 10 years, you know, great 10 years. And now I made a transition from NFL player to entrepreneur. It's almost basically the same because, you know, you have to get out there and work hard to get whatever you're doing going. Well, Sam, let me ask you this. You know, and you mentioned about you had that knee injury and, 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 and you, you thought about hanging him up. But before you had that knee injury, were you preparing to hang him up and make this transition because of a program like this and you had participated in this before? Or, or was that something that did not happen for you it didn't happen that way I, I think i started preparing after i got released with the san diego Chargers. not then i went to uh atlanta falcons and i knew i was going to my eighth season so i knew my career could be any day now you know any day so i was you know starting you know, me and my partner started uh dibbling dabbling in real estate and things like that and now me and my partner we're doing a pharmaceutical grade supplement company so we started this years ago and now we just started getting together and uh luckily uh we met up with guy and it's, it's you know a great opportunity to network here now you talk about meeting up with guy and we're gonna pretty soon we're gonna talk about one of the great sponsors here as a matter of fact the title sponsor uh we're gonna be uh talking with uh wingstop in a minute here but you started making that transition before your career was over you see a guy over there like and i i just keep mentioning this that that felix jones is over there who's in his rookie year you made the transition before the career was over with, but do you think it would have been beneficial to you if you'd have made it a little earlier? Oh, most definitely. And me and my partner, Lamont Warren, always say the same thing. Like, if we had known what we know now, as a rookie, we'd be a lot off, we'd be better, off, uh, better off than we are now. And that's, why, and that's why I say that, because, you know, we have to be role models. As I said this earlier, you know, a person once told me that athletes need role models, too. And so we have to be role models to the younger players. And certainly to see somebody, a rookie, Felix Jones, first-round draft pick, to be here at this event, I'm sure you would encourage other athletes to come to this event as well. Oh, most definitely. Like you say, you need 
you need to come your first your first day of uh, training camp. That first year, you need to start preparing for your life because, like I say, football is any day anything can happen to you. Wow. You know, so I, and, and you know, I, I take my hat off to Felix being here. Like you said, first round pick, and he's here at this event. You know, that's major. You know, and, and, you know, and I would encourage any athlete who signed, I don't care what type of deal you sign, need to start preparing for your life after football. Well, before you before you leave, Sam, because uh, I want to know a little bit about your product. Tell us a little bit about your product. Is this something of which a person can go into a pharmaceutical and pick it up? Do you sell this directly to distributors? Do you manufacture? Tell us exactly what your product is and what you guys do. Actually, me and Lamont Warren, we teamed up with this company called Ameriscience. It's a pharmaceutical grade type of supplement company, which, which you know every athlete out here right now getting in trouble, taking over-the-counter diet pills and all this other type of stuff because they are FDA-regulated. Ours is pharmaceutical grade manufacturer, which is what's on the bottle. It had to be in that in that bottle. So me and Lamont Warren, we uh, teamed up with this company, which actually have a space act agreement with NASA. So, so that speaks volumes because NASA has zero margin of error when it comes to giving a, anything to the astronauts. So we teamed up with it. You know, we played like I said, ten years. We took all these type of vitamins, and it wasn't right. You know. So, so it's, it's a blessing to get involved with a company, and that's why we really want to reach back to athletes and teach these guys about not only what they put in the body, but also how to take care of your body. Right. What's the name of the product? Is it available now? Yes, it, actually, the company is Ameris Sciences, but uh, we have our own our own company within Ameris Sciences. Mine okay. is called Health Star Wellness Group. And we're can, and I can buy your product off the shelf in any pharmaceutical or any nutritional store. No, actually, we uh we, we we're doing it online now. And it's funny. I'm glad you asked me that. We're doing it online now because we we seen the approach of the, the the business world shrinking. Okay. So the best way to do it right now to all this turn around is go online buying. You know. So. Well, is there a website where people can get your product? Yes, mine is healthstarwellnessgroup.com. Okay, again, that's healthstarwellnessgroup.com. Yes, sir. Hey, well, we surely appreciate that, Sam. Man, I, I, I want to tip my hat to you again because you're being an example for young players. You've been an example for retired players. You know, it's one thing about them. When we were on the field, we were afraid of nothing. There are many of us that are intimidated with corporate America. Yes. You are a role model to those athletes to let them know, listen, if Sam did that, I can do that because I played with Sam. If Sam can do that, I can do that as well. Thank you, Sam. We got another sponsor here we're going to spend some time with. But before you go, you got to give me a pick. Who's going to win? Coin toss because <laughs> you got two veteran quarterbacks, so you can't say one is better than the other one. But I'm going to Pittsburgh Steelers because I like Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Well, appreciate it, man. God bless you and keep doing what you're doing. Uh, thanks a lot, Joe. Okay. Well, you know, of course, you know, we want to make sure that we take the time out to, to thank all the athletes that stopped by. It is truly a blessing. But right now, we, we don't have just a sponsor. We have the number one sponsor here, the presenting sponsor, who has helped God Truth make sure that this happens. And we've got Bev Rich from Wingstop that here. That is correct. And Bev, we are so happy that you are here supporting Troop 21 and the Player Network event. It, this is an amazing event. And for you to attach your brand to this event is uh, certainly something that we appreciate. And, and I just want you to tell those out there, uh, you know, why was this event so important for you guys to not just sponsor, but to be a presenting sponsor with? So can you talk to me a little bit about that? Absolutely. Would love to. Um, first of all, you know, we, we are just so thrilled to be a part of this event, of God Troops events. We wholeheartedly support his efforts in his intentions, what he's trying to do here. And 
You know, first of all, wings and sports go hand in hand. We all know yes, that. They do. Everybody loves wings, thought we've got a great product, but I can go into that later. Um, but, you know, we just wholeheartedly believe that, like everybody has said, these guys, they really need to think about how they're going to transition into their next career. And we believe that with Guy support, all of the companies here can really direct and educate and inform players on, on the direction they need to take um, to provide for their families in the future, provide for themselves. Uh, you never know when, unfortunately, someone may get injured and all of a sudden career is ended. And so we just, we just are, are thrilled to be able to present our opportunities to players. And fortunately, we do have many pro athletes that have already joined the Wingstop team and are doing very well with our concept. Now, when you say they have joined the Wingstop team, tell me exactly what does that mean they have joined the Wingstop team? Well, we are a franchisor company, so the majority of our restaurants are franchised restaurants. And we, we currently have several pro athletes from the NFL as well as the NBA that have joined Wingstop as franchisees who are developing their own Wingstop restaurants throughout the country. Wow. So, in other words, an athlete can come to this event today and they can sit down either with you or a corporate representative and they could talk about the opportunity to own their own Wingstop. Absolutely. And what's really great about our particular concept is, you know, nobody has to have restaurant experience to be able to run a successful Wingstop restaurant because of the support that our corporate headquarters offers to players especially. Now, um, Wingstop, is that franchise opportunity for uh, any place and everywhere across the country? It sure is. Coast to coast. Uh, Coast to coast? Yes. So there is no state that is not open no i mean is there is there exclusive franchises exclusive to anybody in particular does somebody have franchise rights for like the state of arizona not for the entire state of arizona what we do is we offer franchise rights to territories so we have markets across the united states that are very available as of today okay well let me ask you something uh you've been involved with this for how long how many years i have been with wingstop for three years now a little over three years okay can you uh without putting you on the spot can you tell me how many athletes actually have franchises of of wingstop not how many they have but how many players you guys have been successfully able to secure a franchise sure would you you prefer names? No, not I'm, names. Okay, you don't have okay, to do names. Okay, but if you like well, to share, go right. There's nothing to hide. Well, you know please. what? There really isn't because nothing we are really proud yes. to have these guys with us. Yes. Uh, we have actually got Raheem Brock from the Indianapolis Colts who yes. has just developed his first wing stop in Philadelphia. We have Willie McGinnis from the Cleveland Browns who has developed uh, or is developing several restaurants in Southern California. He grew up in Long Beach. That's going to be a great venue for him. And I also want to throw in that as far as Raheem is concerned, he went to Temple University in Philadelphia. So, you know, he's got a face on, on his business in his hometown. doesn't get much better than that. And uh, we also have Ron Stone, who is a franchisee of ours in Northern California, who's played on many teams. I believe the most recent team was the Raiders. Well, you know, I am extremely pleased about the Philadelphia franchise because I used to play for the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, enjoy your wings. They are very good. Thank you. And you guys do a tremendous job. I'm going to ask that you continue to support this great event and the players in particular because just being a player, again, and we've talked about this, is making that transition. It really helps when there's a corporation out there that's willing to reach a hand out and across to you and welcome you and give you the support that's needed to be successful. And I will tell you this, the more players that are successful with their franchises, the more players you will get because we have a tendency to do what the other guy does. We do 
You're very good references. So if you want to continue to build your business, and not that you asked, but I thought I would share this with you. There's no doubt about it. And you got a young man, Desmond Clark, sitting right there. He looked like he likes some good wings now. And a franchise probably wouldn't be a bad opportunity. But I tell you one thing he will do is he will talk to the other players who already have franchises to find out, you know, how did it go for them. And I hope so, he does. So thank you so much, Bev, for joining us. And I'm going to come over there and try some of them wings. I when hope it's you all do. Right. Okay, thank you, Fantastic. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank okay, you. and let me ask you something. I sure. know yeah, you maybe or may not want to do this. But you got to make a pick before you leave here. It's a Super Bowl going on. you got to vote for one team or the other. Who, who do you think is going to win? You know, game? I knew you were going to ask me that question. I was hoping that you weren't going to ask me. Um, you know, I don't know. All I can say is may the best team win. Oh, it sounds like a good chicken wing answer. <laughs> politician. Right. There you got go. a politician <laughs> over here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. We appreciate much. you being with us. Thank you. All right, Desmond. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing great. We doing got great. Desmond Clark here with us, man, and I just want to thank you for joining us. But even more so, I want to thank you for coming to this event. You oh, know, no problem at all, you man. Know, we, we need more young players to be here for for people to see that, you know, athletes do more than just party. It ain't just about partying. Right, it's right. about taking care of business. And, Desmond, I want you to give all those listeners out there in case they don't know your background, you know, tell them a little bit about what's happening with you and, and your career and, uh, and what you're doing and, and what you hope – to get out of this event. So why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit, Desmond, tell me about what you're doing now and well, uh, what's you know, happening. Um, a little bit about my, about my background. You know, I grew up in, in the area. I grew up in Lakeland, Florida, which is about 30 minutes from here. So I'm kind of at home right now. But um, the, the main reason why I came out today, I came out to support some of my teammates. You have Terrence Metcalf and his wife. They have a maternity um, line going. And then um, John St. Clair and his wife, both of them each have an individual business. Um, John St. Clair with the Urbane Sports um, Men product. So just came out to help him and do whatever I could do to help him, but um, come out and also network network for myself also, because you know at this at this type of event you never know who you're gonna run into. I might find my next employee here, so you know I just came out just to just kind of you know let people know who I am, what I'm trying to do, and and see where it go from there. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit when you say about uh, perhaps maybe you know the networking opportunity that's here and how it might benefit you. Uh, are you currently in terms of business-wise? There's some things you're doing now you want to tell us about or some things you aspire to do? Yes, uh, I'm doing a few things right now. Um, actually, I just started a, 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 a money uh, management business with some with my guys who I work with out in Boulder, Colorado called Highlander uh, Managed Management. But um, besides that, I got a construction company and I also have a development company that I'm know doing a lot of things back in my um home county at polk county florida here so you know if you guys need some construction done need some houses built or anything like that you know i'm the man just give me a call and like i say um any of you guys out there got a little bit of net worth and looking for somebody to manage your money especially in these hard economic times you know i got a group of guys that's been doing it for maybe a total of 40 years when you add it all up you know real bright smart guys they steer me in the right direction got me got me all settled set away you know i'm ready to retire whenever these football skills diminish a little bit so uh i'm i'm, I'm set and i'm ready to go well you, you talk about those football skills let's go back and tell us about your current situation and, and what you think you guys need to do in order to get a chance to, so you will be playing you know in this yeah, big game you yeah know you I know I, I definitely want to be down here this year and we we all had those aspirations but you know i'm going into my 11th year next year so i've been playing this game for a long time but um you know, we came up kind of short, just in case um, the listeners don't know. I play the Chicago Bears. And, um, you know, 9-7, if we would have won the last game, we would have been in the playoffs and had a chance to be down here. But it didn't happen. But next year, I think we just need to, you know, get that attitude back. I, don't, I think last year, last two years, we kind of been missing that attitude that we had in 05 and 06. And, 
expect when we when we get back up to Chicago and um, have our mini camps and do our offseason conditioning drills, I think Love is going to crack, crack the whip a little bit and, and get us back with the attitude that we had for a couple of years that, we, that we've been missing. Well, Desmond, uh, you know, I got one of my old teammates up there, and I hate to say old teammates, but uh, Tim Spencer and I played ball together oh, yeah? at the Ohio State University. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He <laughs> so, always let everybody know yeah, it, too. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I do wish you guys luck. My, my family, my sister-in-law, and my brother-in-law. I'm going to give a shout-out to DeAndrea Lewis and also Anthony Lewis and, uh, you know, my two little nephews out there. They live in Barrington, Illinois. Okay, you know? yeah, that's not and too so far away from me. Yeah, so they're they having a good time, uh, you know, out there. And uh, that snow, man, that snow. Hey, I'm going to tell you like <laughs> this. See, I, I live in Orlando. Mm. We lost on Sunday. We had our exit meetings on Monday. I was in Orlando on Tuesday. So I, I had to get up out of there. And let me say this, too, while, while I'm here on, on a radio station, oh, yes. I have aspirations to go to go into radio also. Um, I was talking to a couple of you guys, and, you know, if you guys got space somewhere, you know, need <laughs> need a nice personality and somebody who like to talk football and talk other sports, hey, give me a call. Well, I'll tell you what, Desmond. I am the network director of the Sports Channel, and I will tell you right now that they soon, this audience will be listening to Desmond Clark, okay. Voice America Sports. How's I, that? Hey. I, you said it. You said it. I'm going to hold you to it. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Hey, but before you go, you got to do this now. You got to give, if you got some websites out there, some uh, some domain names where people can reach you through email or through company websites, make sure you give that. And, and then we're going to ask you for the most important thing everybody want to know from somebody who plant. That's they exactly want to know right. the pick. Let me say this. Um, you know, if I if I give, give out all the websites and domain names, we'll be here for a few minutes. But I'm going to give out the one that's most important to me and, um, the one that's most dear to my heart. I have 88 Ways Youth Foundation, and it's a mentor program that I do back in my hometown. We're in the school system, and um, we're always looking for, for uh, mentors and people to come help. And you know, all this is done on donations, private funds, and, and grants. So, um, if you if you want to reach 88ways.com, uh, just log on to there. The, the website is in construction right now because we just started it. But um, I, I think you can go on there and view it. And if there's any way you um, you, you want to help out some some kids. And just help me send them off into the right direction into this world. Hey, do it for me, and um, I'm quite sure you'll be blessed by it because I've been blessed since I since I started this last January. Well, listen, we've been blessed with you stopping by, and we appreciate that. I'm gonna make sure that somebody here that's down here with me in, in a supportive position gets all your information. Okay. Because we, you, we will have you. Okay, oh, I, 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 now. So I, we appreciate that, and, and we hope to have the Chicago Bears back in the Super Bowl, man. I gotta hey, say this, I gotta, gotta get back. I gotta say this, you know, it, it's dear to my heart, the Chicago Bears. Uh, and I'm gonna tell a quick story here. When I was playing ball, you know, uh, it, it took me a year or two to break into the lineup, but there was one way I broke into that lineup. I made a tackle on Walter Payton. Oh yeah, and then the, That'll the, do the, it. Hey, the Philadelphia Eagles were like, wait a second. If you can hit Walter Payton like that, you can play football. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> so, hey, that'll do it for so you. So the Bears have set the standard. If you can do something to the Bears, then you can do something. And, right. and, and the Arizona Cardinals a few years ago, they couldn't do that. So they made that statement famous. They are who Ooh, we, we thought, thought they, they were. were. <laughs> right. So the Bears, y'all got it going on, man. Appreciate it. And we'll be in touch with you. I'm going to give you this pick before I go, though. You almost forgot. I, man, I didn't I didn't think you really wanted to do it. But oh, I'm no. glad you're going to go ahead and give it no, to me. No, because. Because your boy's going to be mad if you. I know you got some boys on the Steelers and on the Cardinals. Yeah, but, you know, it, <laughs> hey. You just go gotta, ahead. Give it up now. Give it up now. Sometimes you just got to jump out there and just hope, you know, hope for the best. But I look at it like this, man. The way the um, Arizona Cardinals have been playing the playoffs, they've been playing better than any team. There you go. So um, I like the Arizona Cardinals, although. 
you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if Pittsburgh went out and won the game. Now, you know, now, wait a second, no, man. First of I, all, you no, picked I, the team, but then you said, but you wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't, man, be, I wouldn't be surprised. No, I'm just saying, I don't I don't pick them to win. How's that but fence feel? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they won. I got I got, I got boys on both teams. There you go. I got to yeah, make everybody happy. There See, you I'm, go. I'm doing my little politician <laughs> little role right there now. There you go. So, um, but Arizona to win Arizona. the game. All right, man. By, by five. By, oh, by I'm, five. I'm going to even give you the point spread. Man, that's a good thing. I'll take one. I'll take one. Whoever wins, I'll take one because I'm going to get my pick later on. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate right, man, it, man. Okay, now. All right. Now, man, I've been waiting for this. You know, you wait a long time for a lot of people to come by, man, and I, I, I'm just in, I'm enjoying myself. I really am enjoying myself. I've been waiting on this event here for a long time because I knew there would be a lot of players that would stop by. But, you know, there's just certain people you just want to stop by so you can just have a good time with them because they like to have a good time because they enjoy what they do. And I got my man Jimmy here. Jimmy, man, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? I'm great, man. I'm, I'm glad to stop by right now. Man, you know, I, 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 I want to bless y'all with my presence well, right And now. I appreciate it, man, because, you know, we have truly been blessed today. There's been so many of your friends, you know, of my friends, you know, our colleagues. to be. This is a fraternity of which, unlike any other, I mean, I'm a man of Omega Sci-Fi, but still, the NFL fraternity and to be a part of this, man, is just something special. And it's special to have people like yourself. You not only play the game, but have been smart enough to go out and to get themselves prepared for the transition and then to come out to an event like this and, and enjoy it. And you know what else you do, too, man? You bring a personality to it where you're approachable, Jimmy. And there's so many guys that when people see them, they feel like they're unapproachable. Yeah. But you have that approachable personality, man. So why don't you, first of all, let's, well, let's, let's talk about a little bit of football. Well, you know what? Let me just do this real quick. The thing about being approachable is sometimes you have to play different roles on different teams. Everybody's not going to be the star. Some yeah. guys are going to be special teams. Some guys are going to be third down guys. There you go. If you're a guy who comes in and you can loosen up the atmosphere before a game, you know, most guys, some locker rooms are quiet. But the team I'm on, I'm coming in. I want you right. I want, <laughs> I, I want, I want to see your face. You know, yes. loosen up. It's just a game. And uh, I, I'm that guy. I'm that comic relief guy that can come in there and ease guys, you know, ease guys' minds and just make it make it smooth. And it's all about fun. Out and there you know that, that that's so important, Jimmy, because I'm gonna tell you, man, you can't you, you can't play this game and not have fun. People always talk about Donovan McNabb. There's so many people that get upset when Donovan is laughing and smiling. But that's what football is supposed to be about laughing and smiling. You know, it, it's in the summertime when you're going through tour days where you're frowning at, but, but on game time, you're supposed to see a smile on, on people's face, a player's face in particular, because, man, you're supposed to love. If you don't love the – when I played for the Browns, one of my coaches asked me did I love football. And I looked at him like he was crazy. And I said, uh, no. And then I corrected myself. I said, I'm sorry, I do. On two days. On Sunday and on Monday, on game day and on payday. Pay <laughs> you know, but, but besides that, no, I don't love tour days. No, no, I don't love practice and all that kind of stuff. Who does? But, but game day and payday, I enjoy that. But, Jimmy, come on, man. C- come on back. Tell everybody about who you are. Give them your background and everything down there. What's happening down there with the, with the Texans, man. You guys are doing some great things down there, you know. But uh, tell everybody, man, we got some people out there that don't know who all of us are and what all we're doing. Uh-huh. I want to know who you are and, and what you're doing to Okay. Me. Well, first off, let me start. I, I'm blessed to be here. My name's Jimmy Williams. Uh, there's a few other Jimmy Williams in the league. Yes, there there's is. There's the Virginia <laughs> Tech uh, young guy. That's right. Uh, but that's not me. I'm Jimmy Ray Williams, Jr. I'll give you the full government name that was gave to me by my daddy. There you go. Jimmy Williams, I went to college at Vanderbilt University. Um, this is my eighth year playing professional football. 
play with the uh, six-round draft pick of the Buffalo Bills. And uh, didn't last on the Buffalo Bills too long, you know. The numbers just wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Ended up going to San Francisco, spent two weeks on their practice squad. And uh, things just worked out there. I spent four years with the 49ers. Uh, after that, I went to Seattle Seahawks, played three years there. Um, and it's about my eighth year, just finished up. I'm a member of the Houston Texans. And uh, I'm here, jimmywilliamsfoundation.org. That's my, non, my nonprofit uh, foundation that I run. Um, I'm also here my wife's company, Posh Baby Couture. We've got an exhibit set up over there. Uh, Posh Baby Couture is a, is a uh, children's baby clothing accessories uh, store, online store that my wife's got. You know, we don't have an actual store. Uh, we have an online store, but we schedule consultations and, and visits. You can come out to the studio and schedule some things. But I, like I say, I'm just here um, easing the transition out of football for myself. And, you know, it's great to get out here. Like you said, the fraternity of football players, it's, it's great to get out here and network and see some of the other things that other guys are doing. And uh, like I say, I, I'm just out here offering my support to my wife. I'm out here. Having fun with you out here. Jimmy, I'm preparing we, for my next career. So y'all get y'all get used to hearing my voice over here, first of all. Now tell them why, Jimmy. Tell them why. Because you're going to be with. I'm being right here on the station that, that you're listening to right. right here. I appreciate that. Voice admit, America, that's baby. That's right. And Jimmy will be with us. You know, that's one thing about it, Jimmy. I, I came here. I want you to know why I came here. Uh-huh. I came here to meet people like yourself. Yeah. Current players and also retired players uh-huh. who have an interest in sports broadcasting but didn't have a platform. Yeah. We want to provide that platform for you. Yes, So sir. I can tell you now and everybody, get ready for Jimmy because Jimmy coming. I'm coming. Jimmy's coming to the network. Jimmy, Jimmy already here. <laughs> but I appreciate it. But let me ask you something. The Texans, you guys surprised a lot of people in a couple games this year. Yeah, we did. Now, that happened to Arizona Cardinals. They surprised a lot of people last year in some games. And the next year, they find themselves playing in this year's Super Bowl. Is that a possibility for you guys next year? It's got to be a possibility. It's got to be the way of thinking. But on everybody on that team, um, you know, you don't come here to be in second place. You don't come here to just be a part of something. You come here to get to the ultimate pinnacle of the game. Well, I and, appreciate uh, that. You know, man. we want to we, we want to win. We want to play hard. And, you know, no, no matter what happens, uh, I think we got a good nucleus of guys. We can come in next year. We were close on some games. Uh, we lost a few nail bodies that could have had us in the playoffs, how the playoffs shaked up for the AFC. But, like I say, we got some young and rising stars, Andre Johnson, Steve Slade, Matt Schaub. We got a good surrounded cast of guys who can get in there and make it happen, and I, I'm just excited on what what the Houston Texans. It's a, it's another it's another football team in the state of Texas, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'll tell you what, and that other that other team out there, we don't want to talk about them Dallas nah, Cowboys, we but uh, we do want to talk about the Texans. And I tell you what, Jim, I, I'm gonna look forward to you not only being on the network, but I'm gonna look forward to you next year being at the Super Bowl as a participant. You know it. And not here at the event. Although this is a great event, and I'm glad you came by. Man, I wish you and your wife the best. Thank Again, you. Again, that website where somebody could get some products if they wanted yes. to is what? Uh, posh, P-O-S-H, babycouture.com. If you want to check out what I'm doing in my foundation, jimmywilliamsfoundation.org. One thing to the viewers out there, my voice may sound good, but I'm going to tell you what, you can't see it over there. My smile is that much better, people. <laughs> <laughs> Big up to Ken hey. Frenzy Dockers. That's my dentist out there in hey, California. We, <laughs> we, hey, we appreciate that, Jimmy, man. You keep on doing your thing. We're going to keep on supporting you. Thank you Talk to man. you soon. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, now the time has happened. And I don't know how this happened, but I remember that there was one day of which I was uh, in my office. And I don't know, I must have been searching for something. 
but I was searching. I stumbled upon something, and 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 when I stumbled upon, I said, you know what? I, I just have to make this call, and I don't know how I made the call or who gave me the information, but but I stumbled upon I stumbled upon a wonderful person and, and a great individual and somebody who is equally talented as she is beautiful, and that is Miss Jennifer Rodriguez, who used to work for the National Football League uh, in a capacity at the executive offices, of which she happened to work with, and I never knew this, with Guy Troop at the Player Network event. And wouldn't you know that as I um, reached out to her, I found all this out, and it, and it, and it all has come together today. And Jennifer is here joining us. And, and I told you guys when she was on the air that Jennifer uh, has to join us at Voice America Sports. And so I'm here again to try to persuade her to join us. And so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to welcome her right near because right now because she's live with me here. Uh, Jennifer, hello. How are you? Hello, hello. I am doing great. Thank wow. you. Wow. You know, I am just so happy you told me you would be here. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I should have believed you. I mean, most of the time when you, when you say things, you've made them happen. And that, that's what happened uh, when you were uh, with the National Football League. And, Jennifer, why don't you just tell people out there, in case they didn't hear the show months ago when you and I spoke, mm -hmm. uh, about the work that you did uh, with the National Football League. And, of course, and I'm going to uh, bring that right into the kind of work that you're doing now and, and why you're here today. But what are some of the things when you were with the National Football League that you actually, uh, you, some of the jobs that you performed? Well, um, actually, I started as the commissioner's intern, which... Just a few days ago, I found out, which I had never known, but that I was called the golden child at the league, <laughs> because apparently I Eddie was Murphy. I was yeah, I was the only intern that the commissioner ever had. I was the first and last, and and folks just viewed me as this golden child. Um, so it was it was a common joke that I, eight years later I'm now finding out about it. But um, I started at the commission at the commissioner's office as his intern and um, just started doing some from then I went on to PR and I used to be heavily involved with the community outreach program that the league were participated in and NFL charities and then I moved into events where I um, started taking over the all the charity events that we would plan for Super Bowl so I would get a lot of players involved and just encourage them to be more involved in their communities because there is life after football and you know everyone wants to market themselves and create a name and it's kind of hard to do that with the helmet over your head and the best way to do that is being involved community-wise you know taking part in the, the stuff that goes on for Super Bowl because it's it's covered by international and national media as opposed to just your local market so there was just a lot of different things I did at the league but that, that, those were the most impactful well you know they may have been you know uh events that perhaps maybe a lot of people may not have been aware of at that time but when you were there and since then those events have become huge events mm -hmm. and the Super Bowl is not just a, a one day event anymore the Super Bowl is a, a festivity of days exactly and you've seen those programs that you participated in evolve and and that takes me right into this program Guy mm -hmm. Troop in the player network event of which uh, I believe you worked with a guy back then when he was with the league on this event? No, actually I didn't. When okay. the guy was at the league, he did a lot of um, player development work and I was strictly events. I worked on the Super Bowl. Um, I worked on Super Bowl tickets, mm. which I tickets. Know, I don't tell people <laughs> about, but that's what I used to do. And um, the, the, community, the community outreach, I, I actually expanded that because we only used to do three events 
during the week and I went ahead and did 10. By the time I wow. left the league, we would have 10 events throughout a whole week and, you know, try to touch every aspect of it. So I didn't work with Guy until last year. Okay. Um, where he kind of recruited me to host and do some interviews and here I am. Well, you know, and, and I'm glad you joined him because, again, you know, many times when you have uh, an event like guys or, or when athletes or, or business people, when they start doing things, you don't always get the best people involved. Right. But obviously somebody with your background and what you've done at the league, mm-hmm. and as you said, those events were very small when you were there, and they blossomed into something big. And I asked God the other, I mean, when he was on here uh, earlier today, you know, where he see this event going, you know, five or ten years mm-hmm. from now, and even with it, would it help and, and, and reach to the college level, reach back to the college level and help those guys in transition? And he said, yes. Yeah. So I know if you're involved, <laughs> then, then that's going to that's gonna happen. But, Jennifer, also, um, I, I want to ask you about something else that you and I talked about because that gentleman over there, Jeff Spinard, mm-hmm. uh, of course, is our, our president of Internet Radio. And you and I talked about something. The reason why I reached out to you is because uh, you're involved in uh, a beauty pageant. Yes. Uh, which reaches out to the Latino community. Yes. I mean, and, when, and when I came to Arizona, I realized that there was a, a huge population of Spanish-speaking people, mm-hmm. and the Arizona Cardinals in particular had, uh, 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 I think they had an exemption so that they could allow a person mm-hmm. uh, of um, Latino descent to be a part of their team. It's obviously a growing community that we need to reach out to and we need to address them. Absolutely, yeah. And so uh, I wanted to talk to you about some of your, you know, your interest in terms of reaching your community as well. Could you tell us about what you think the need is and and the void is? Well, interestingly enough, when I was in PR with the league, um, I worked on Celebrando, which was um, a a newsletter that went out in the month of September, which is National Hispanic Month, and it was highlighting all the players. So I got to research all the players, coaches, cheerleaders, executives that were of Latin descent, do a write-up on them and include this in, um, and it went out to national media. Um, you know, since then, of course, the NFL has caught on and, you know, they, they have all their media and all their things in Spanish. But it's a huge, it's a huge market and it's crazy not to tap into it, um, which is why I, I guess I'm getting back to my roots of sports because so many folks keep saying they need a Latina kind of involved and stuff and they need to see that face, a Latin woman, and, and I think it's great, and I'm going to take advantage of it, but, you know, it's, it's definitely something that needs to be tapped into. Well, as I told you, I, I wanted to work with you, and, and I will tell the, the world, because the world is listening, <laughs> that uh, we hope to have Jennifer here on our network soon, because she has given me her vision, and uh, yeah. and she's put it on paper. You know, many times what happens is, is, is people don't... Uh, you know, put pen to paper, and, and they don't really follow through with those plans. But I know you have big plans. Yes, yes. And we hope that we are a part of your big plans here at uh, Voice America Sports. Uh, but I also, at this time, have uh, a young person with me. And I'm going to ask him. I called him a young person. I don't know why I called him a young person. But, you know, because Jennifer is such a beautiful person in person. Thank <laughs> you. We might as well go to this fantasy thing that we have. And <laughs> we're talking about By fantasy the way, sports. I want to be the first guest on the Golden Child show <laughs> on Voice America Sports. Well, wait, but let me Jennifer. ask you. Were you not on the show? I was on the show with Jennifer. Yes. I was. Butts and butts. Yes. I, w- were you the one who kept barking when I said uh, Michael Vick will get a second chance? No, that's fan. Nah, that was fan. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, But he yeah. is 
this is Eric Butts from Butts and Butts well, Fantasy Sports. Well, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Jen. And, and I'd love to, to talk some football with you at some point. Nah, well, you'd make me look silly. She probably knows more than I do. I'm not getting shown up no. by a girl <laughs> on the radio, so... Well, I'll tell you what, she probably does no she more than you do. Because yeah. I was, I've never been called the golden child, ever. Well, you're, so. And your fantasy picks, man, you come in with last in your own league? Yeah, I did. Well, no, that, you know, no, there was one person who stopped calling their lineup in in, like, week 12 that I did better than. Well, well, yeah, I'm not good on the fantasy because I always root for the underdog. Well, you know what, I, I would have won because I had Arizona pick. There just because they are the underdogs. And I love to see people, you know, teams that are... are, are fresh and, and young and haven't, you know, had the opportunity to go to Super Bowl. So I, I would have, I've actually would have won one Wait, ever. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. So does that mean you're rooting for the Arizona Cardinals? Absolutely. Innocent? Oh, wow. I oh, from, from day one. And she's not even on the fence. She's not even no, saying, there's, but. There's no fence. Arizona Cardinals, Cardinals What's all the, score? the way. What's the final score? Um, go for it. Uh, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, listen, I'm sorry, guys, but I think we're going to have to do what I never like to do. We're going to have to close the show out. But this has been great. It's been excellent. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for having me. We saved me. the best for last. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. I really you. appreciate it's you being here. Reading. Eric, as always, man, it's been a treat. Pleasure, Ray. And uh, I even have my man with me, Lamont Williams. Lamont, thank you for joining us. Okay. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, live from the Player Network event in Tampa, Florida home of the Super Bowl 43, the Arizona Cardinals, and, of course, the Pittsburgh Steelers. What is Ray going to say? you got to end with it. Arizona Cardinals. What about... (laughs) Just win, baby. Today's show is the best show. What about how you always end the show? And I'm never... It's not over with yet, because I'll see you next time. Which which will will be be the best time. That's it. We're out of here. Thank you.